What's good? You already know who it is, and if you don't know who it is, it's your man Leon Benton, aka Leon Genesis, aka your mom's favorite personal trainer, aka Let's Get It, aka Let's Work, aka Always Working, aka Features Thompson in the building. What it do? We back at it again, man. This is episode 43, season two of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly. We working, baby. Man, it's February 24th, 2021, man. Yo, we finna touch 50 episodes, man. So y'all better stick around because we finna do it, all right? In Zen. But anyway, last episode. We discussed gaining weight and building muscle. So I gave you some of my own personal tips and tactics and techniques as to things that I've done in the past to gain weight and things that I've done to build muscle. Um, And I also kind of break down just things that you can do um, and should do if you are a person that's a little slimmer or a little skinnier and you're trying to make some gains whether it's overall body weight that you're trying to gain or if you're trying to gain some lean mass, man, some nice lean tissue on your body, you know what I'm saying? So you can look like an animal out in these streets. But anyway, this is going to be a quick episode. Um, I wanted to briefly touch on cardio. Just, just cardio in general, like, you know, what the hell it is, how you build it, some of the science behind it. Um, you know what I'm saying? I even got my notes with me, you feel me? So I'm really trying to be a little more precise than usual. But yeah, as usual, you can do your own Googles, you know what I'm saying? But um, I've kind of misquoted or, or misspoken about cardio in terms of the proper amount of cardio that you need per week. I know in some of my episodes, I've said, oh, you know, at least 30 minutes a day, three times a week of cardio or whatever. Um, But that's not accurate. It's just not. So, yeah. Um, According to some research, in terms of people that need to know, like, what's the proper amount of cardio to do per day or per week or whatever? Like, how much cardio should you be doing? So, um, according to some research, you should be doing 150 minutes per week of cardio. All right. So whether that's biking, running, power walking, uh, sprinting doing the elliptical, the assault bike, the ski erg, the rowing machine, the treadmill, the stairmaster, the the stepper, um even any type of like uh what do you call it? Just like anaerobic exercising, taibo, um uh, any type of dance classes that you might be doing, whatever the case may be, but you need to be moving your body around in terms of cardio and breaking a sweat at least 150 hours per week. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Because, of course, your heart, one of the most important muscles in your body, that's working all the time no matter what you're doing. But 
as you increase your cardiovascular endurance, you are strengthening your heart. You know what I'm saying? You're building up your endurance. You're building up that VO2 max. You're creating more blood flow throughout the blood vessels. But um, yeah, it's just, it's it's one of the more important aspects of fitness and nutrition. Like, aside from how you eat, you at some point, regardless of where you are in terms of your fitness levels, regardless of, you know, how muscular you are or how heavy you are, like in terms of just overall body fat or whatever, like if you want to improve your overall health, cardio needs to be in your fitness regimen, period. I don't care how you do it, but it needs to be done. And of course, the proper amount is 150 minutes per week. I hope I didn't say hours earlier, but yeah, 150 minutes per week of cardiovascular exercise to to be at the most optimum levels. You can do more if you want to. There's no problem with that. Some people do an hour of cardio a day, so 60 minutes a day. You know what I'm saying? Um but yeah, you can you can figure out how to divide up that 150 minutes per week. Um but anywho, moving on. For me and my experience with cardio, I didn't I didn't necessarily start out as like somebody that was super into cardio, especially when it came to like longer durations of cardio, maybe like more than a few seconds. Um, in my earliest days, I just loved to sprint. I liked running as fast as I possibly could. I was never the fastest person. I always wanted to be the fastest person. I always thought that the fastest people in any group of athletes was one of the coolest and more inspiring people. I just, I like speed, man. I do. Um, track and field, that's one of my favorite sports in terms of like, you know, the Olympics and whatnot. But even the indoor and outdoor, like when they do like the trials and all that kind of stuff, I like some of that too. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Maurice Green was a legend back in the day. Um, Michael Johnson was a legend back in the day. You feel me? Um, those were the first two sprinters that I really was like into. Um who else? Uh, there's a couple other people as well. Obviously, everybody knows Usain Bolt as of late, you know, as far as like one of the faster guys in the past couple uh, Olympics or whatever, but he retired. So I don't even know who the fastest person is now in terms of the male category. I don't even know who the fastest is in the female category. But yeah, I love sprinting. Anyway, that's some type of cardio that you can do. Um, But yeah, I kind of want to look at you know, some of my notes here just to kind of break down a little bit of the respiratory system, which, you know, that is what you're going to be working with and working on in terms of your uh, cardio, uh, your cardiac output. So let's get into that real quick. Okay, so I'm literally reading from... Let me, I'm reading from NASM. So that's the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, in terms of people that are trying to, you know, become certified as personal trainers or whatever, that's one of the top notch accredited programs that you can that you can study under. 
Um, they really, really break down, you know, the anatomy, the biology. They break down everything, kinesiology, whatever you need. Like, yeah, they, they touch on a little bit of everything in terms of just fitness and nutrition. But, um, yeah, looking at this section, um, for uh, the cardiorespiratory system, here it says the respiratory system. Um, it reads, the function of the respiratory system is to bring oxygen into the lungs and remove carbon dioxide from the lungs to the outside air. The respiratory system includes airways, lungs, and the respiratory muscles. The primary role of the respiratory system is to ensure cellular function. The respiratory system works intimately with the cardiovascular system to accomplish optimum cellular function by transporting oxygen from the environment and transferring it to the bloodstream and transferring carbon dioxide from the blood to the lungs and eventually transporting it to the environment. This entire process is accomplished through the integrated functioning of the respiratory pump to move air in and out of the body and of the respiratory pathway passageways to channel the air. And then it goes on to talk about the, the mechanisms of breathing, respiratory airways, the structure of the respiratory passages. Um, there's just so much to it. But yeah, there are so many things that are occurring in your body when you are engaging in cardio, whether it's steady state cardio, whether it's high intensity interval training, um, you know, or just you just going for a walk. Like there are a lot of things that are occurring and happening in your body. Um, but yeah, cardio is just it's super important because that's the that's the main way you're going to uh, exercise the heart. And you have to take care of your heart. You have to. If you got an unhealthy heart, you really, you really screwed, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And of course, nutrition plays a role in that as well. But cardio, to me, is just as important as eating a nutritious, balanced diet. But yeah. For me, um, going back to my personal experiences with cardio, yeah, like I just, I was, I was, I was big on sprinting. I loved to do sprints. Um, like I said, track and field was one of my favorite sports growing up. Later on, I didn't really start getting into running heavily until I was like in my twenties, like early twenties. And I started out like, I mean, we ran, you know, we, we, we timed our miles in high school and all that. And I was terrible. Um, my fastest mile in high school was like 652 or something. It was trash. Um, and that was me like not really trying, but that's beside the point. Like I was never really like, I was never really good with cardiovascular endurance. Like I would definitely get out. I would be one of the first people to get out of breath for sure. Um, and it wasn't even because I was like super duper overweight or the little bit of fat on my gut that I did have. It's just, I did not do a lot of cardio. How do you get good at cardio? How do you build up your cardiovascular endurance? By doing cardio, by engaging in cardiovascular activities. You have to practice. 
doing cardio. You know what I'm saying? The same as, oh, well, how do you get good at driving? You have to drive. You could read all the manuals you want until you get behind that wheel. You don't know what to do. The same goes with cardio. You're not going to be able to figure out how to increase your level of cardiovascular endurance until you start doing more cardio. You have to do cardio. You have to do cardio, period. For one, like I said, it's going to strengthen your heart. Um, It's going to create more blood flow to your heart, to your brain, to your organs. I mean, it's good for your mind. It's good for your soul. There's so many benefits to cardio, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like I say all the time, you can do your Googles, man. But yeah, look at how many hours a day we have. We got 24 hours a day, however many, uh, you know, hours in a week, however many minutes, blah, blah, blah. Look, 150 minutes a week. That's nothing. That's nothing. 150 minutes a week to completely improve upon your overall health and well-being to add years to your life to become a better individual to become stronger more fit more lean it's worth it but you gotta put that work in but anyway i'm going on tangents and shit but yeah like i said once i got into my 20s that was when i started like really getting into cardio um my like my earliest memories in my twenties, as far as like when I really started committing to cardio, I would do like two mile runs at County Park. Um, they had like this uh, there was like this paved road or whatever. It was like a little two mile, two mile distance. So I would run that. I started running that maybe like a couple times a week, like three times a week. Then I started trying to run it like four times, and then I started trying to run it every day. But it was rough. It was rough, man. I was, I was, I was dying all the time. Every time I ran through a county park, man, like it was killing me. But for whatever reason, I just kept going back. And, you know, I wanted to get better. I just, I didn't know how soon it was going to happen. I didn't know if it would ever happen. I'm like, damn, maybe I'm going to always be gasping for air. Maybe I'm always going to be out of breath. Maybe I'm never going to be an elite runner or a long distance runner, or just, you know, good at, you know, having a lot of endurance or whatever. But I just, I kept running and running and running and running and running. Two miles turned into two and a half miles, two and a half miles turned into three miles, three miles turned into four. It's just like, you know, but eventually, yeah, I had to graduate from the two mile runs. Um, and yeah, like the, the main thing that got me better at at running, the main thing that helped me increase my, my VO2 max and just have more lung capacity, the thing that helped me improve upon just my cardiovascular endurance was doing a lot of cardio. Once I graduated from doing the little two-mile runs, I got a gym membership. My first gym membership was at Planet Fitness, you know, um, doing, um, I would just run on the treadmill I would do sprints on the treadmill. I would do incline runs on the treadmill. Um, I started running up to like five miles on the treadmill. Um, but yeah, it's just, and then of course there's a plethora of other machines I've used, you know, exercise bikes, 
ellipticals, the ski erg. Um, of course, I would still do sprints from now every now and then. I would go to this place called FNM Track in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I would run around the tracks and stuff. But the more I did cardio, the better I got at it. The more it increased my my lung capacity or my VO2 max. But that's the only way to improve upon cardio is by doing more cardio. You have to run past that crazy ass burning sensation that you get in your lungs or in the back of your throat when it feel like somebody just lighting your throat on fire. Like you have to run past that. You have to continue to break whatever limitations you have when it comes to your cardiovascular endurance. It's the only way out. And another thing too is sprinting, doing a lot of sprint work. I've spoken about this before, but doing sprint work will really help improve upon your cardiovascular endurance. Like pretty much you can do your sprint work first. Obviously you want to warm up and everything. Um, make sure you're loose. Make sure you pretty much break out into like a light sweat. Um, do your dynamic stretching, your dynamic warm up. But then, yeah, you do your sprints. You could do 40 yard dashes. You could do 60 meter sprints. You could do 100 meter sprints. Shit, you could do 200 meter sprints if, if you really start working your way up to it. Slow and steady, obviously. You want to start with shorter distances. Um, and you want to take an optimal amount of time in between sprints. You don't want to overwork your muscles, you know, using that much effort. In, in such a short period of time, because, you know, you can start to strain and tear, you know, um, you know, your hamstring or your, your quads or your, or your glutes or whatever. And you don't want to do that. So, yeah. Um, like for me, after like a few sprints, maybe like three, three or four sprints, I would probably take like two to three minute rest um, just to give my muscles time to recover um, and then of course, because you're sprinting, you're going all out. Yeah. You got to regain your composure, um, and get, and get your breathing back to normal, you know, um, decrease that heart rate so that you can, you can come back stronger for the next few sprints, however many you might be doing. But yes, sprinting was a huge, huge help for me and not just sprinting like, um, on a track or just, you know, in your neighborhood, like even with cardio-based machines, you can still do sprint intervals. Um, like I said, on the elliptical, the ski erg, the, the exercise bike, the rower, I've done sprint work on all of them. So, for example, I would try to do a one-minute sprint all out and then maybe take a minute rest or two-minute rest and then go again as hard as I could go for a minute and then yeah take a one or two minute rest and I would try to repeat that sometimes I would try to repeat it for 30 minutes which is a lot but I had to build it up obviously um one of my favorite things to do to really like increase my cardiovascular endurance was just doing a 12 minute just I don't even know what you want to call it, but yeah, pretty much just a 12 minute interval session of just, you know, sprinting on and off on the elliptical. I would try to burn at least 200 calories in 12 minutes on the elliptical. So yeah, I would, I would start 
you know, do my 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 first minute warm up, and then boom, the next minute I will go all out as hard as I could go on the elliptical for that full minute, that full sixty seconds. Once it hit that, I would take a break for a minute. And then, you know, just continue to repeat the process all the way up to either 12 minutes or I would try to burn 200 calories. And I would always try to keep it, like I said, within the 12 minute range. Um, some days it was a little bit slower. You know, it would take me a little bit longer because, yeah, I just was so fatigued from the previous training days or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, that is something that really, really helped me. Um, to build up my cardiovascular endurance, especially, you know, when I was running, whether it be on the treadmill or just running outside. Um, but yeah, if you want to get good at, 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 you know, having endurance, if you want, you know, most people call it stamina, you know, your average people, they're going to call it stamina. If you really want to increase your stamina, if you really want to increase your cardiovascular endurance and be able to go longer, you, you really 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 have to do more cardio you just have to you cannot there's no way around it there's not there's no magical supplement there's no magical exercise there's no magical food that you can eat or a magical stretch that you can do there's none of that i'm not gonna bullshit you if you want to increase your stamina if you want to have more endurance you have to do more cardio period at least 150 minutes per week. You feel me? But yeah, you can start slow and work your way into it. You don't have to start off with two hours of cardio or an hour of cardio every single day. Nah, like if you're a beginner, work your way into it. You, you, you have to start slow. Maybe you start with some half mile runs. Then you do some mile runs. Then you do some one and a half miles. Then two miles. Then two and a half miles. Then three miles. Then three and a half like just work your way up. Once you're able to run for a certain amount of time without stopping, then you can start to mess with, all right, I want to run faster. I want to have a better time. All right. Maybe your first mile you ran was 15 minutes. So maybe after, I don't know, three, four, maybe five weeks, you should try to have a goal of maybe running instead of 15 minutes. Okay. You can try to, uh, you can try to accomplish that mile within maybe 12 minutes. That's a huge gap, I know, but you have plenty of time to to work on this. If you're doing a little every day, you're only going to get better. But um yeah. I don't know, that kind of was just like my my random ass presentation in terms of cardio and just what you can do to improve it and, and some of the things that I've experienced doing cardio. Um, but yeah, I do a shit ton of cardio. Uh, every single day I do cardio. And when I mean every single day, I mean seven days a week I'm doing cardio. Um, I try to do at least 30 minutes per day, seven days a week. And then some days, usually three times a week, I'll try to do more. Um, I try to do like um, pretty much like an hour. And I'm talking about cardio that I'm specifically doing when I'm training. I do a lot of walking and 
and, you know, and lifting and pulling and, and squatting and all that kind of stuff. So that's also cardio for me as well. In terms of how many steps I do a day, yeah, some days it's 20,000 steps. Other days it's like, you know, 12,000 or whatever. But yeah, my average is probably between like 14 and 15,000 a day as far as how many steps I'm getting. So I'm getting in my cardio, but I'm also finishing my, my work day by doing specific cardio when I actually train and engage in running, biking, you know, um, um, any type of cardio equipment that I might use. We have a, uh, we have an assault bike. So I also, you know, do sprint work on that sometimes too, but yeah, I'm better at cardio now in, in my thirties than I was in my twenties and teens because I do cardio every day. I'm not saying you need to do cardio every day, but you should focus on cardio like I said, at least 150 minutes per week. Start slow. Like I said, you can start with a mile, mile run, mile walk. You can get on the bike. Um, you can get on a rowing machine, a ski erg, an elliptical. Um, you can get on a stair climber, a stair master. You shit. You can do burpees. You can do jumping jacks. You could do mountain climbers. Those are all forms of cardio. But however, however you need to do it, make the time for it. Don't make excuses. You can have more stamina. You can have more endurance. Um, you can you can get better at cardio, but you have to do more cardio in order to get better at it. And you have to run past those thresholds that you have. You know, sometimes, yeah, you're going to feel like you gasping for air, like you can't breathe or whatever. Run past that shit. Keep going. Bike past it. Row past it. Ski erg past it. You know, do mountain climbers beyond that limit. That's the only way you're going to increase your cardiovascular endurance by doing more cardio. Period. But um, yeah, man, um, I just wanted to break that down real quickly. Um, and obviously we'll discuss more of, you know, some of the science behind it, um, with, with these notes I got from this book, obviously. Um, but yeah. And then of course I'm going to continue to talk about my personal experience with cardio and just ways that I was able to improve upon my cardiovascular endurance. But anyway, before this episode gets way too long, um, you know, we got to plug what we got to plug like we always plug in it. Online fitness and nutritional coaching is available right now. Make sure you DM me on any of my social media at Leon Benson on Instagram. Oh, my bad. That's the wrong name. At Leon Benson 2 on Instagram. At Leon Benson on Facebook. Or you can type in Leon Genesis on Anchor.fm Podcast, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts, or any other place that you're listening to this. Um, DM me and let me know you're trying to work with me, man. Um, Cause yeah, like I said in the last episode, I'm trying to get some major transformations under my belt. Cause I'm slacking. You know what I'm saying, help your boy out, man. I I, I want to transform somebody's body, man. I need a major transformation under my belt, man. I've been doing this for a couple years now, and I don't got no major transformations, man. That ain't cool. But yeah, man. Aside from that, um, book of the month is still stock investing for dummies. So, I've already finished that book. And um, it's the it's Stock Investing for Dummies. It's the sixth edition, by the way, written by Paul M. Lajinovic. 
So what I've been doing now is just reading small excerpts um, just from some of the uh, beginning pages in chapter one. So I'm just going to do that now briefly. And then, yeah, I'm going to send you guys on your way because, yeah. And I also am doing this because, for one, obviously, I've always been interested in investing. Um, I just wasn't prepared in my teens. I wasn't prepared in my 20s, but I was doing some of my research. Um, so, yeah. But anywho, just with this whole gambling, GameStop, AMC, Nokia, whatever situation, like, yeah, man. Don't get into any of that. Like, it's all just BS nonsense gambling. Like, if you're really trying to invest long term, if you're really trying to build wealth, do your research. Look at the most successful investors and follow some of their principles um, and practices. Don't just do, all right, oh, somebody's telling you to buy this or buy that. Like, half of y'all don't even know what the hell you're, what you're doing, what's going on. Anyway... Some of the research that I'm doing, I'm just sharing that research with you guys. But anyway, um, again, I'm reading out of, I'm about to read an excerpt from this. So I'm reading an excerpt, an excerpt from Stock Investing for Dummies, written by Paul M. Lajanovic. This is chapter one. It's called Surviving the World of Stock Investing. So here it says, preparing to buy stocks. Gathering information is critical in your stock investing pursuits. You should gather information on your stock picks two times before you invest and after. I'm going to read that one more time. Gather in, gathering information is critical in your stock investing pursuits. You should gather information on your stock picks two times before you invest and after. Now, obviously, you should become more informed before you invest in your first dollar. But you also need to stay informed about what's happening to the company whose stock you buy, as well as about the industry and the general economy. And then it goes on to say what chapter you can find out more information about that. The next paragraph. When you're ready to invest, you need to open a brokerage account. How do you know which one to use? And then it says chapter seven provides some answers and resources to help you choose a broker. After you have opened a brokerage account, it pays to get familiar with the type of orders you can implement inside that account. And then it says find out more in chapter 17. Um, and then I'm going to read. Yeah, I'm going to read one more uh, one more part of it. So it says knowing how to pick winners. When you get past the basics, you can get to the meat of stock picking. Successful stock picking isn't mysterious, but it does take some time, effort, and analysis. And the effort is worthwhile because stocks are a convenient and important part of most investors' portfolios. Read the following sections to be sure to leapfrog to the relevant chapters to get the inside scoop on hot stocks. And then it goes on and on to pretty much talk about how, look, you need to do your research. Don't be an idiot. Don't just listen to people. Don't just listen to me. Go do the research. There are thousands and thousands, probably tens of thousands of books on this information. Do the research. Don't be lazy. Like, man, if you're interested in this stuff and you want to get good at it or you want to gain knowledge and know what to do, what not to do, how to mitigate risk, you have to do your own research. Don't 
Even if you hire an accountant, you still need to be doing your research because they're just trying to make money off of you anyway. But yeah, man, um, that was an excerpt from Stock Investing for Dummies, the sixth edition, written by Paul M. Ladjanovic. No, I am not an affiliate on of at any level. I'm just sharing information with you because I want to do what the wealthy people do. Wealthy people invest in stocks, bonds, treasury bills. Um, they invest in real estate and they also invest in businesses and start their own businesses. Um, and to paraphrase uh, the Earn Your Leisure Network, one of the most important ways to build wealth is to tie your money to a business. And one of the ways to tie your money to a business if you don't have thousands of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars is to invest in stocks, a.k.a. to buy small percentages of your favorite companies or profitable companies or successful companies, because, again, that's what it is. It isn't you just, oh, I'm just I'm buying stocks or I'm buying these little things that go up and down all the time. No, you're buying ownership into a business. So you need to look at it as it's not stock investing per se. It is investing in businesses. If you were going to buy a business, you wouldn't just buy it because somebody told you, oh, the business is this much or this is the business that everyone's buying. So you should buy it, too. I bought it. You should buy it because of all this crazy, weird, speculative information. Or we think it's going to do this. We think it's going to do that. Nah, find out about the business. What are the numbers? Who's running the business? How long has the business been uh, up and running? How long has it been successful? But yeah, man, do your Googles. Do your research. Don't be an idiot. And don't listen to me because I'm just a random ass individual. But anyway, man, I'm about to get up out of here. So with all of that being said, you already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out.